and Lindsay Simpson. Each week, we catch up with Krista and Lindsay to hear what's happening now, what hilariousness happened then, and to ask, is it Almost 30? Hello, Almost 30 Nation. It's Linz and Krista. We're here today on the day of reckoning. <laughs> the world is gonna end. I'm so glad we rehearsed that. I know, me too. Um, what's up, guys? So happy you're here. Um, I hate my voice right now, but why? I don't know why something just really triggered me. Maybe you're not hearing it correctly because yeah. it sounds great. Hello. Um, so happy you're here. Literally means the world to us. We've created an amazing Almost 30 community, and we're so fucking happy that you're part so of it. Happy. We're so happy that you're in the secret Facebook You're like group. our best friends. Yeah, you literally And you don't are. even know it. You're sending us <laughs> Insta stories. You're sending this to your friends. You're... Following us on Instagram because we post hilarious things. You're emailing us. Like, it means so much. So, and we read everything. Please don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Means the world. So, today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, okay. Yeah. Like, where do we begin? This one's. I don't. Juicy Lustrous. I just think every. Every female. Rose has its thorn. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to tell you about it today. <laughs> I just think women, especially who are creative, who are maybe wanting to start their own business or just wanting to tap into their creativity a bit more or who feel stuck, who feel um, a block when it comes to their finances, mm-hmm. um, are going to feel so empowered after this interview. Mm-hmm. We just had on Heidi Stevens, who is a life coach, a business financial coach um, who helps female creatives, entrepreneurs, um, basically have it all because she's done it. And, you know, it hasn't always been easy. And um, it's taken a moment, as she said. It, it <laughs> She's like, I spent a decade, yeah, doing well and being successful, but not really connected to um, my purpose or what I really was passionate about and also not connected to her, which she calls her, her feminine energy, her feminine root, um, which we talk about. It's so interesting. Um, yeah, she's amazing. I was just jaw drop mm-hmm. the majority of the time. We talk about how to attract money, how to remove money blocks from your life. What is keeping women from talking about money or creating wealth in their lives? Um, what does it mean to have it all? What's a piece of advice that she gives many of her life or her her clients that she coaches? Um, we talk about some of the mantras that you could have to bring more wealth into your life. So this is a good one. And how she's linked being spiritual and successful. Good like, one. Mm-hmm. She, she has now like come is peaceful with the fact that she can be both. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people think you can't be spiritual and woo-woo, mm-hmm. but also be, you know, a go-getter and fierce mm-hmm. and successful. So we talk about that too. But um, we know you guys are going to love this, so please get out your notebooks. Um, send to your friends. Send to your friends, share with your friends, and let Thanks, us know Heidi. what you think. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Heidi. It was amazing. Enjoy. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> hello, everyone. Hey, Welcome everybody. back. Oh, it's been a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, they hear not us every them. week, but you know. <laughs> not for you guys. I'm like still Sadly. warming up my voice. 
Almost 30 Nation. You guys have been so rad reaching out to us. We hear you. Thank you so much for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Mm-hmm. Your reviews have been so kind. So thank you, and thank you for There's joy- been lots of shout-outs on people's stories, oh which, my are, God, I which know. are so cool. So cool. Yeah. Love seeing that. And the secret Facebook group is, mm-hmm. as always, popping off. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Today's discussion was about collagen. Is it, <laughs> does it work or not? We don't know. It works But we're me. talking about yeah. it. I think it works for me, too. It's amazing. Today, we're so excited. We have the amazing Heidi Stevens in. She is a life coach. She has her own business. She is a badass entrepreneur, and she teaches women how to be better versions of themselves in their lives and in their business and better with money, um, better with finances. She teaches people how to get paid for what they do, how to get paid for what they love. Um, So we're so excited. Sorry, it's Steve's first day on the job. It's sound... (laughs) Just cut out. <laughs> Just kidding. So we're so excited to have her here. We know her from our angel friend, Steph, who's here and smiling. <laughs> She's not going to talk. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a great conversation. We're super pumped to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and to meet both you girls. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for it's taking amazing. time It's amazing. And out. we all showed up with <laughs> we have eight kombuchas in the room. Literally. For four I, of us. Yes, for four of us. So you brought your own. And then I brought some for you, and then Lindsay brought some for everyone, and then Steph brought her own. We so it might prepared. be a little gassy yeah. in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> We're very L.A. today. <laughs> we treat our guests with kombucha. So let's start. How do you introduce yourself to people? Like if someone was met you, what do you say mm. you do? Yeah, so I say that I'm a coach for creative entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. and I work with them on um, moving from feeling like they're drowning in their business and working 70-hour weeks and totally hustling to a space where they can leverage themselves and make consistent income and have a higher wealth consciousness around their money and finances. I like wealth consciousness. What what does that word mean? So to me, it yeah, it just means raising the vibration around money and being willing to talk about it and read about mm. it. And, you know, none of us were ever really taught about money. And we just yeah. kind of take our so what our parents taught us and what we get from our friends and go with it. Yep. And so I I like to bring it up. Yeah. There's such and a fear. Women. There's such a fear around mm-hmm. money. Some, there are some days where I'm just like, I'm not going to look at my bank account. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That type of fear. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Why? Where mm-hmm. does that stem and shame. from? Yeah. Fear, yeah. shame. And then I think especially with women, we don't share how much we're making because there's like a, maybe with men, too, there's like a competitiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, I don't know. I just would never imagine my friends, even my closest friends telling me how much they make. And I don't think they'd ever imagine me telling me how much I make. Yeah, You know, it's really interesting. I It's like both sex and mm-hmm. money are super taboo topics. Yeah, that's so true. And yet they both kind of come from our root chakra and our mm-hmm. second chakra. And so we can get to be so ungrounded about around both of them because we don't talk about them. Mm. So, yeah, I, I've... Over the years, it's just been something that I'm like, hmm, this is really empowering to to talk about. And there is there is so much fear. I think are more around women than men. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, f- I feel like I have so much about this. So with the money thing, mm-hmm. do you – like what's an example of how you see women hiding from money, talking about it, or the fear? Like what's – how does that manifest itself? Yeah. So one, like you're saying, Lindsay, not talking about it um, and fear of – looking at it it's like (laughs) I can't tell you the number of women that I meet that have no clue how much they're making or what they're spending month in and month Mm. out so just 
actually like taking the time, mm-hmm. maybe it's just once a month, to reconcile your finances mm-hmm. or have somebody else do it mm-hmm. or just be mindful mm-hmm. of what of what your income is and what your expenses are. The moment like, yeah, the moment I look at it, I'm feel better. Which is it's just so mm-hmm. weird how mm-hmm. I avoid, avoid, avoid. I look at it I'm like, okay, now I know over the next week, this is how I'm going to spend my money mm-hmm. or invest or do this or whatever. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's, look, I still get like it. It's like a paralyzing like I, fear. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to sit down and take a deep breath before mm-hmm. I look online. And th- there's another piece of it where it's become intangible. Mm-hmm. So we're not walking mm-hmm. away with like thousands 100%. of dollars in our pocket, you know, yeah. $1 bills anymore. So it's this kind of energetic thing that it's a number on a screen and so oftentimes I'll actually do some type of mantra and like breathe and get myself centered mm. and just breathe in and breathe out and go, I am so taken care of and mm. money comes to me easily and effortlessly. Yeah. And I'm going to look at the reality right now and just carve out some time and Steph can probably, you know, attest, like I'll actually put it on my calendar of this time mm. every single week is when I'll kind of look at finances and, and make some plans for how we're going to move forward for the next couple of weeks or and months so or whatever it is. Looking at finances, does that mean looking at your credit card, looking at your investments? Like, what do you mean when you talk about finances? Yeah, so I mean looking at what you currently have in your bank mm-hmm. account, looking at what your credit card bills are, mm-hmm. and knowing, like, what are the other, do you have checks going out for, I have a bookkeeper and mm-hmm. an accountant. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just looking at, and I have had a bookkeeper for quite some time now, so it's just literally looking at her reports mm-hmm. and then looking at what our current finances are. Okay. Meaning our current um, balances in our checking account. Mm. And then does your husband also do that too? So he relies on me to do it, which has caused a really interesting rela- dynamic yeah. in our relationship. That was my mom and my dad's Same. situation too. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which has been really which has been really interesting in the fact that like I kind of always had this, you know, fantasy of meeting the man on the white horse that just took care of everything oh, in the finances. 100%. So actually going, Oh, like shit, my husband actually doesn't look at this stuff so I have to mm-hmm. he does deal with our investments mm-hmm. so he'll kind of keep track of our sapphires yeah. or 401ks or, yeah. or, and how to invest those mm-hmm. but I wanted to bring it back when you said how else does that manifest um, can you remind me of that question yeah I was just thinking about so when we're talking about women and men and more, I guess more specifically women our yeah. listeners how do you see a a fear of wealth or a fear of money manifest in women. So women that you coach, how are you seeing them being afraid to talk about money or being afraid of money? Like, how do you see that? Right. So then the other part of it is that um, I think that there's a taboo around saying that you want to make it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like actually saying the words, you know, I want to bring in $8,000 a month or $12,000 a month or, you know what, like I want to kick ass and make Mm -hmm. $200,000 this year, Mm -hmm. when I meet the women that I coach and I look at, A, their talent, their following, their Instagram feed, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera, and then they tell me what I'm – I'm like so many times I'm blown away. I'm like, what? You're making $30,000 a year Mm -hmm. and scraping by day Mm -hmm. in. Like how is this Mm -hmm. happening? You're like, you're in Bora Bora. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. And so – Looking at that and then, you know, maybe I'll have a face to face conversation with them and say, why aren't you bringing in six mm-hmm. figures every single year? And the, the, what I how I see that like feeling mm. come up inside of their body. It's it's like it's hard to even imagine. Mm. 
Are they like so, pl- playing small to so playing yeah. small and just afraid of what that even looks like and not even like willing to dream, mm, not even wow. willing to dream. And so, so raising your wealth consciousness to me means bringing up like your vibration around money, getting clear on what your desires are, asking for what you want. And when I say asking, it means really connecting with the more soulful part of you, which a lot of my clients are mm-hmm. um, spiritual. But they don't always relate money with spirituality. Mm-hmm. It's like this kind of thing that's on the side. 100%. Yeah. Because, like, Jesus was poor, <laughs> you know, and, like, humble and like stuff like that. So it's, like, people kind of see saintliness with, like, humbleness, like Buddha. You don't really have. Well, Jesus also stepped out from, you know, f- from among us mm-hmm. and— uh, and was Anything crucified. you say right now, I have no idea if it's right or wrong. <laughs> so you could take anything. Well, I'm actually okay. not super well versed in the Bible. What I do know is that he was crucified on the cross, true, right? True. For Ten like, years in Catholic yeah. school, and I, have I don't you know seen either. The guy but... in uh, Santa Monica that walks around with a cross on his back. No, Shut it's up. like a giant cross, and it's on a wheel. It's on wheels. The back's on wheels. He like so walks around really with it on his back. It. Me and Justin are like, you're not actually carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like you know spirituality, people kind of like file it under woo-woo and it's something maybe they do like to be like a better person or kind of just Mm -hmm. like make them world worldly and they don't connect it I don't think they they practice it in a way that where they actually see the results the results sound so clinical but Mm -hmm. I mean when you actually see what happens when you start to manifest and visualize and Mm -hmm. meditate it's a game changer, and I don't know why there's like like you said a separation. I also I also had a belief for running for a really long time that I either could be uh, financially successful or spiritual, mm. and there mm-hmm. wasn't an option to mm-hmm. have both. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I love that. I sometimes say like sometimes when people ask me like what my goal is like blah blah I'm like I want to be a millionaire, and I literally tell them that like I want to be a millionaire. Amazing. And people. And I do, I have a lot of other blocks with money, but I say that and people's responses are like, like their faces are very surprised. I like it's almost love like gross. that you own that. I do. I want to be a millionaire mm-hmm. and I will be a millionaire. You absolutely you know? will be. I just, like, I want that. But it's weird because then people probably think something of me. Like if I say that actually to, to some people in my life that I'm close to, it's like, I want to be a millionaire. They're like, okay, well, she is um, materially motivated or something like that like the material they think it's material mm-hmm. but it's really not you mm-hmm. know so do you feel like you f- you feel judged when you say that yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i yeah. think that's why people don't say it yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. now with your clients do you prompt them or um, coach them to be specific and say it oh yeah because yeah. it's we get into the weeds and details with that what is just kind of going back to you what mm-hmm. is what was your limiting belief about money mm-hmm. before I don't know we'll go to the turning point in your career but at yeah. that point you yeah know. so honest it's still one that I work with uh day and doubt I I really have a belief that you have to work really really hard for money and that it has to be um that it sometimes has to be hard like painful and hard and that was yeah. my experience for about a decade and so the belief that we really can be anchored in our feminine and anchored in our intuition and anchored in our spirituality and be millionaires is still one that, I, uh, that I'm working with day in and day out. And I, too, um, you know, I share with my friends, I'm actually going to build a badass coaching business 
and make Mm. millions of dollars Mm. and be anchored in my spirituality Mm. and my femininity. That wasn't my experience on how I made my first million dollars. Mm. Yeah. So it runs deep, right? It's like we have our experiences and... We should all talk about how we got our first million dollars. (laughs) You start. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go go last. (laughs) But I also think like to... To be anchored in your femininity, yeah, is That's is nice. like really profound. You what know? does that mean for you? Yeah, it's a good question. So I, so I, re- I really feel like I've kind of got. We all, both men and women, have masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. inside of us. And for me, the feminine, the feminine aspects of me are the sides of myself that are willing to rest and receive yep. and connect with, call her the divine feminine. And I literally almost picture this image of angel wings behind me and me just like exhaling and being able to fall back in her arms. And from that place, I'm connected with my emotions. I'm connected with my true desires. I can talk about that. I'm connected with with like my, my gut. And from that space, it's like the answers come. Mm. And so many of us, for myself, for for years, and just the world we live in, really um, just we push, push, push. We're in our masculine. We think that we have to like do, 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 and we get caught up in this hamster wheel and we never take the time to pause. And so the pause, the gray, the unknown, that's all the feminine mm-hmm. in my in my opinion. I think we could use a little bit more. I know. We've, Everybody we've, can. We've been told yeah. that we have – well, I've been told. I've been told that I have a lot of masculine energy running through me. And I, f- I know that and I feel that. But, yeah, it doesn't always serve me, you know, in things that I really want to do and connect with because, you know, whether I'm rushing from A to B mm-hmm. yeah. or I'm, you know, leaving the emotion out so I can get through. And if I'm getting rejected constantly with auditions or whatever it is, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, and it's- that's the tricky thing is that so many of us have accomplished so much in our masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. And yet it, it gets to be really unfulfilling. And so um, several of the clients that I'm working with now, which I love, they've built awesome businesses and they've like bought a house in Los Angeles on their own. I'm mm. like, who are you? That's amazing. Wow. And yet they're totally burnt out. They're fried. They're exhausted. And they're like, is there is there actually a way to do this differently? Mm. And so we're working on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, let it flow instead of forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I gratefully, so my experience was doing that in commercial real estate for a really long time. And then meeting my husband, we ended up partnering and I got to take a step back Mm. and let him do his thing and build a team around him and learn how to leverage and run a business. Mm -hmm. And gratefully for him, got to kind of go from being so in my masculine to just kind of like resting for a second. Mm. And so I've been on this kind of pendulum swing of being in Costa Rica and breastfeeding my baby and like, mm-hmm. you know, being barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen mm-hmm. to, and even since having Harrison and being married to like being the COO of a real estate company. And now it's just like, my soul is just craving like the, the merge of mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. It's like, can we really do this? Can we really have it all? And I know with every cell of my body, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I believe that too. So let's, okay. So that was, let's go back to your story and tell it in a little bit more detail. Yeah. So you were in real estate. Yeah. For commercial real estate, commercial real estate in Los Angeles, okay. in Beverly Hills. Oh my Talk God. about masculine. Easy market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> masculine, but like also weirdly probably feminine with like. No. They did they like women? 
being like I could see it being like sexist almost super sexist um I'm short I'm blonde yep. so Ugh. immediately yep. I had like you yep. know just no one knew everyone thought that I was a pipsqueak and, yep. and what I was talking about yep. so I had to really have my game on mm-hmm. in order for them to take me seriously and mm-hmm. then once they took me seriously they're like oh okay you're cute and you know know what you're doing mm-hmm. we like we want to work with you mm-hmm. It was intense. So you, how did you get in that? Would you always plan to be in real estate? No, you know, I graduated from college. I went to UCLA. Cool. And um, I've always a com- I was an athlete at UCLA, mm-hmm. so I've just always been competitive gymnast. and driven. Um, I was a diver at UCLA, cool. gymnast prior cool. to that. And um, my dad was like, "You'd be good at real estate." Really? I and that. I said, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, really, that it was is about that literally much all it takes. <laughs> I know. Like, you're a good communicator. I'm like, communication major, Chuck. Man, you fight with me all the time. You should be a lawyer. Yeah, it's like, totally. Literally. I did. I did it. go and sell wine for six months prior to getting into real estate. <laughs> Love that. And realized the corporate world was totally not for me. Yeah, you're like, no. Yeah, and then somehow I was like, oh, I don't want to sell houses because I don't want to be driving people around on Sundays all day long. And so I decided to get into commercial real estate, and one of my guy friends was making $100,000 in the first year. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I did, and it was I was successful, and it was... It was great in terms of the fact that, like, I had this eye on making money, and I've always been a hustler, and I've always Mm. been pretty good at sales. So while I did make money quickly, I also developed an eating disorder, gained 35 pounds, had full-on adrenal fatigue, and was miserable. What was your eating disorder? I was bulimic. So Control. The control of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like you were making all this money and then you were neglecting your health and neglecting your intuition and it yeah. just – I mean it took probably two years and um, and I just started pouring like all of my money into therapists and coaches and personal development mm-hmm. and had this like ebb and flow with real estate. Like I'd go, for, I'd go six months and I'd make quite a bit of money and then I wouldn't make a paycheck and I'd fly to South Africa <laughs> by myself. Mm-hmm. And do all this inner deep work. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, shit, I need to make more money. So I mm-hmm. really do understand the kind of the feast or famine that a lot of creatives go mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Mine may have been slightly higher numbers, but regardless, like going for a long time or just not having consistent income was really, really destabilizing for me. And so um, anyways, I just and I and. It was, I mean, I was 23 years old. Wow. And so by the time I'm 25, I'm like, I hate this. I want to be a personal trainer. I want to be a life coach. I want, like, I wanted to do anything but real estate. Mm -hmm. And yet I just kept coming back to it. And I didn't really understand. And now being 36, I can kind of see, wait, it actually gave me the means. Like I was literally funding my personal development Mm -hmm. and these really beautiful coaches and experiences that I had, that I was having to better myself so that then I could so that like now I can mm. really be of service in the world in a bigger way. How did you know to re- I mean to reach out to life coaches? What inspired yeah. you? Was there someone who was it like a mentor to you? I mean that's not something people automatically yeah. do. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it well it's amazing. It's it actually is interesting to think about this. I don't typically go back. It it was a it was a boyfriend of mine. Mm. Um thanks, thanks brother. <laughs> who's still in my good for nothing. I know except for the coaches. Really funny. He's like now really good friends with my husband, which really? is kind of hilarious. Life is so Your funny. husband doesn't know and now he knows. <laughs> <laughs> you know your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he came in my life and he was actually he was a personal trainer. Uh-huh. And so he was really into food and 
eating healthy and and uh, and doing some personal development work. And so through him, I got introduced to this community in San Diego and just like one person led to another and then I ended up in a 12-step program over mm-hmm. years anonymous and um, then I was starting to see a therapist it just literally just like the angels kept coming and I yes. kept saying yes and I uh, yeah I don't mm-hmm. yeah was it a with the eating was it binging like highs lows kind of like binging and then God, purging it's, it's so long ago mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's been over a decade decade mm-hmm. since I've had that experience yeah. so but yeah there was just yeah there was there was binging mm-hmm. and then there was the like counting calories and only mm-hmm. needing to eat like 1200 mm-hmm. calories a day mm-hmm. and I, it was just like obsessive and then, like I yeah. need to go out and run five miles yeah. I need to, it was just it was a train wreck yeah and I was miserable um and gratefully, I just thank God today I don't really identify with totally. that just because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. So I was probably in the rooms in 12 step for pro- I think about four or five years mm-hmm. and had sponsors and had sponsees. And then and then I went and I got my master's in spiritual psychology cool. at University of Santa Monica. And that was really a game changer really? for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and was so- huge. What was that like? Like, was it a two-year program, or what do you study? Yeah, so it was a two-year program, and then they have they offer a third, which I actually just finished a year ago. Cool. And it's it's one of these things that's like it's a little hard to explain, but I, but what I say is that it's the study of the unconscious. So psychology is the study of the mind. Mm-hmm. The spiritual psychology is, is kind of the study of what's going on underneath all of that. Your beliefs, your judgments. Um, Mm. and, and what I tell people is that I, I, for years, I felt like I had to go out and hire all these people to like, tell me what was wrong with me and Mm. to, to tell, like, you know, to coach me through my process and walking out of that program, I felt like I had every, like I, I was confident that, and resourced that I had the tools inside of myself to deal with upsets as they came. Mm -hmm. Because mm. we all, like, we're all living life. We all have so many challenges, like, mm. you know, each one of us. And so instead of feeling like I had to, like, pick up the phone and call a million people, yes, I still have support and I have my people that I outreach. But in the moment, I feel like I know what to do mm-hmm. to, like, take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely feel like that as I get older. Like, I remember back in the day I would have my four people even like two three years ago I would have my people I would call immediately if there was a crisis yeah you know I needed them I needed to talk to them about whatever situation and now I really don't call anyone which is kind of nice yeah yeah it's like I know what to do and I know that whatever it is is fleeting and you know the only constant is change and really reaching out to someone usually meant creating more chaos and more mm-hmm. buzz and more yeah uh, yeah you know well, it's just like whatever they say it. i would feel you know mm-hmm. if they're like well that's bullshit i'm like yeah you're fucking totally. right it's exactly. bullshit exactly. you know if exactly. they don't care i'm like yeah it's whatever you know i just would kind of ebb with whatever their flow was yeah and then the other thing that i'll um just speak about at usm which can be offered in so many different forms you know that was just my that was just my way during the first year i uh I really feel like I, I anchored in my, I'm going to call it anchoring it mm-hmm. in my feminine. Mm-hmm. And I did a, a lot of deep work through that year, both in and out of mm-hmm. uh, of USM. And in between the first year and the second year is when my husband, who was my best friend, ended up becoming my, uh, my partner. Aww. Yeah, And you believe that 
because you were anchored more I, in your uh, I mean, I want to so say 100%. We don't know, always know, yeah. but for but sure. Like, I just like, I just softened mm. and was just willing and able to open up to receive a masculine man. Mm-hmm. I think that it gets tricky as empowered, successful women that it, it I find that it's really hard for for some of us, myself included, for you know a long time to attract the men that we want because we are so in our masculine and we are and what we do, not even knowing it, is that we end up emasculating our men. Mm. And so, if we want a masculine man that's going to uh, you know cherish us, um, you know, and I'm going to say take care of us, but not not necessarily in in like a financial way, but um, but who's going to protect us and provide for us? We have to be anchored in our feminine. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's one of the things that I that I work with my clients on is like, uh, you know, go be a badass in the boardroom or, or in your business and like go and get shit done and make things happen from your from your masculine place. But when you're on your drive home, you go and, you know, run yourself a bath and light a candle and like get into that sensual feminine space. Mm-hmm. What are what would be some of advice you would give your clients in terms of balancing their personal life, especially with their relationship, children, what seems to be like most of the issues and how do you how do you solve those those problems? So not sure if I 100 percent understand the question, but I'll answer with what I think I heard. (laughs) Um, So, you know, the biggest thing that I see is successful women just running themselves into the ground with um, with thinking that they have to do it all. Mm -hmm. And I like to say that we I really do believe that we women can have it all, but we definitely can't do it all. And so getting clear on whatever support it is that you need and being willing to ask for that, whether it's from a mother-in-law to help, you know, babysit Mm. or hiring a part-time personal assistant to go and run around and do errands for you or, you know, hiring a virtual assistant to end up doing like the graphics and things that you may not be well, you know, rehearsed in and end up spending 10 hours putting together a a mass mailer, a mass email. It's like... Do you really need to be doing that? So I support women in leveraging themselves so that they can have more time to either A, make money, or B, more than likely, have a personal life. Mm -hmm. What seems to be the biggest issues between, say, a a woman and her partner as she builds her business? I'm sure, like, they open up to you. I'm sure they connect with Mm. you immediately. So what seems to be, like, the most... You know, it's interesting. I actually attract a lot of women that don't have partners. Mm. So most of the most of the women and they, it's funny. I, I want to call them girls because I, I feel like they're like coming into their womanhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- you know, I think when you're turning almost thirty mm-hmm. and in your first years of you know thirty one thirty, it's like it's like it's like you're blooming mm-hmm. totally. and you're finding what it means and tried like on all these hats and, and different things in your twenties and so. Really, my my clientele are, are women that have been hustling for the last decade and all of a sudden they lift up their head and they're like, okay, I have a business. It's doing okay. I'd like for it to be better. I'd like to have more consistent high-earning months and, but, and I want a husband. I want kids. And that clock starts ticking, right, mm-hmm. yes. at that age. So really the light bulbs start going off going, how am I going to do this and can I do it? And uh, and you know I'm I'm grateful to say like I have, so I would love to show you the way. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I would. So would you say that when you were in real estate and you were sick and then you like, what was the, the turning point? Like, do you remember a moment where you were like, I literally cannot do this again. I yes. need to make a change. What was that? Yeah. So I well, so I did that in real estate and I stayed in real estate. Mm-hmm. And then and then moving from my real estate to my coaching career has been a different experience. Mm-hmm. So when I was in real estate, about six, seven years in, I got super clear that I was totally burnt out Mm. and that I was unavailable to be doing it all. At that point, I'd already hired an assistant and a bunch of junior agents. I had a team of about six. Mm -hmm. And I had this like super cute little condo um, duplex in Venice that I loved. I loved living there. And just I had this intuitive hit that I had to move to Santa Barbara. And I, I remember crying the day that I that I moved from Venice because I was like, I love my place, but I'm not meant to be here. So a couple months before I moved, I went up and I spent a month in Santa Barbara and I just kind of holed up. And I said, I I'm taking the month of too. July it's off. Insane. Yeah, so beautiful. And um, so then I rented a place. I was going back and forth. I would come down on Tuesdays, work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays with my team and then go back up to Santa Barbara on Friday, spend the weekend. And it was just like this, like I would literally go in a cocoon. And it was like my safe zone. Like an incubator. It was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. And then I got, so at that time, like through that transition, I got super clear that I was no longer available to do all the different parts of my business. And that I really wanted to attract a partner to not a, not a mate, but um, just a business partner to take over some of the aspects. And so my then good guy friend, Kenny, always joked about being part of my team because I was super organized and structured and had good marketing. Mm -hmm. And he was an animal as far as just like going out and, you know, Mm -hmm. negotiating and getting Mm -hmm. deals. And while I could do that, I just was like, ugh, I was like so burnt out of Mm -hmm. that. So we started talking about merging our business and I, st- I was like, yes, I mm-hmm. want this so bad. And truthfully, I just was all about it as my business partner. And he started getting all weird and <laughs> being like, oh. I remember one day we're at lunch at coffee, being on Ocean Park Boulevard, and he said, or at coffee, and he, and he said, Heidi, let me ask you something. What would happen if I got married? And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I'd be that happy is, for you. That's literally yeah. my answer. That was my answer. Yes. He's like, he's I like, want to merge more than our businesses, <laughs> baby. No. <laughs> Basically, That's within so two cute. months, we merged our business, and I moved from Santa Barbara into his house in uh, in wow. Vista. Yeah. And so, the rest is kind of history. That's, That's amazing. So, so you asked for it. You were clear. You're like, I want a partner. I did. I asked for it. Yeah. And I got it. And, you know, the first year in our business was a little rocky, just kind of fumbling through. Mm-hmm. But it was so I mean, it was 100 percent divinely meant to be. And our our business together just like skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. I got to take a step back. I started hiring a team around him so that he could do what he was good at. And we really like he's like, I don't want to hire anybody and I don't want to you know, deal with another email. And I was like, I don't want to deal with another client. So it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And then we built a house and I we got married and then I got pregnant. And so then I started stepping away more and more. And then since having my son three years ago, I've been wearing all these different hats and doing a million different things. And six months ago, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. Our, uh, I don't know if we talk politics on here, but I'm like, our country is mm-hmm. going to shit and I need to be sharing my gifts. Like, what am I doing? So mm. I actually see, like, for me, the blessing of I our horrific that. president mm. has been That's um, great. really stepping into my, uh, you know, my gifts and like what I, th- what I feel like I should be doing. Yeah. 
I love that. How has being a mom changed you mm-hmm. as a woman in business? Yeah, that's such a great question. I feel like I've gotten even more fierce and like really just like mm. owning really? what is important to me mm. and not it's it took about a year and a half since he was born, but I'm like I don't need to do it the way that you're doing it as a mom or the way that you're doing mm. it as a mom or the way that you're like I have to do this how it works for me and I don't care what anyone else thinks and I've had to get really fierce about it and I've had some had an argument with a friend I mean it's sure like what everyone's so judgmental so judgmental there's so Mom, much moms are the most judgmental. Oh, it's ugly out there I can't it even imagine you know why because they're all insecure like every mom is just like am I doing enough 100%. Am I home enough? Am I like you available enough? You know, so it's like a very insecure place. So then it turns to judgment. Uh, you you nailed mm-hmm. it. My two kids, I've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be an awesome mom. Gonna, I'm gonna be an awesome mom. <laughs> you are. I've got a mom bot already. Now Heidi is amazing, right? We just wanted to take a moment and tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Hum Nutrition. It is a premium quality vitamin company that has been written up everywhere. Vogue, Bazaar, Well and Good, Glamour, Marie Claire, you name it. This brand is changing the game for so many people. Um, It is GMO-free, gluten-free, pure and potent, 100% natural, and I personally am taking about five different supplements. I've told you about them before. One of my favorites is the Flatter Me, which reduces bloat. I also really love the Moody Bird. It helps to balance my hormones, especially around my period. And then I also love the Red Carpet, which is great for my hair, skin, and nails. So go to their website, humnutrition.com, take a really quick evaluation and a personal nutritionist will review it and give you a personalized breakdown of what vitamins they would recommend. So easy. Use our code almost 30 A L M O S T three zero at checkout. So you can get a little bit of a deal. That's always nice. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of this episode. I wanted to so just really quickly. So when I said something about you asking for the business partner, I think a lot of people don't know what it looks like. And maybe even I don't. But when you're asking for something, when you're asking for a client, when you're asking for help, what does that look like? And how do how can people ask for something from the universe or from their angels or from the feminine? Yeah, that is such a good question. For me, it always starts with writing it down. Mm. I, Mm. you know, just really writing down kind of all the thoughts. And then I start dialoguing with my, I call it higher power, um, or I also call it my inner counselor. So I'll literally say like, Heidi on my journal, and I'll start saying, what is it that I'm so confused about? Like, what is it that I want? What is it that I'm, I feel like I'm struggling so much with X, Y, or Z. And then I'll write higher power. And then I just like kind of tune into that higher voice inside of myself and I'll answer from that place. And so maybe after an exercise like that, I'll get clear of, okay, you know, it, it feels really important that I, I do this you know, I did this with Steph. It's like I do this when I'm hiring new people. Like spirit, source, bring me the person mm-hmm. that fulfills X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Whether that's money, whether that's clients, you know, whether that's your soul partner. I mean, God, the amount of times I did that to Colin Kenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm like, Ooh. yeah. My cleaning lady told me today. She, she joked about the fact that I'm single, which she does like often. Yeah, and she's like, like not cool. I saw your yeah, neighbor. Yeah. Saw your Shut neighbor. Up. He's very handsome. I was like, I know he is handsome. I was like, but he has a girlfriend. She's like, just pray. Oh my god. But I believe her. I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I do pray. Yeah. I do pray. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I also visualize it. Visualizing is a big one. That made me think. I used to I used to actually wake up in the morning and visualize and like kind of feel my man being there with me. Mm, that's such a good one. Yeah. That's such a good one. And so I'll also I'll do that. I'll like close my eyes and I'll like visualize like an awesome assistant mm. or I'll literally kind of like see like I'll like energetically call my clients to me mm. and ask that they, you know, ask that they just, that they feel called to pick up the phone and call me or send me an email or I'll just visualize, you know, a certain amount of money coming in. We're building a house right now. I can't tell you the number of times that I've visualized like the house being done and us living in the home. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But then it's like taking action, right? Because all that stuff can get like a little out there and like, okay, great. I visualize it. I'm dream, et cetera. So then I ask for what is the next step to take? What is the next action step to take in order to get there? I love the Martin Luther King Jr. quote that says, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Mm-hmm. You just have to take the next step and have, I'm butchering it, but and, and have the line. courage to take it. So many of us want the entire plan. We want to yeah. know the hows. And uh, Mike Dooley in the Leveraging the Universe, one of my favorite Love books, Mike talks Dooley. about the cursed hows. Yes. We get so caught up in how mm-hmm. is this going to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know. Dream. Get clear in your desires. Think big. And then take the next step. Yeah. I also want to talk about one other thing because yeah. I, I was in an intensive the other day with um, – some, this awesome new client of mine and she said she shared how she felt like at some point in her like late 20s she stopped dreaming and she felt like she you know she, at one point she saw herself getting all these things but then like people would just tell her like you can't actually do that or it's going to be too hard etc cetera, etc cetera. and what we ta- what we were talking about is that some of her dreams from before they were coming from a fantasy place and what I was sharing with her is that, like, as little girls, like, we want to grow up and be princesses, right? And it's like we want to wear the tiara and we want to live in the castle and we want to have, like, the bright and shining armor. Well, that's fantasy. Mm-hmm. So when we really are, like, in our womanhood and we are clear on our – like, when we're connected and anchored to our intuition, we as women can dream about what our desires are. And mm-hmm. and I truly believe that if we have a desire, if you see yourself in a specific home or you see yourself with a community of, you know, women or on a resort or whatever it is, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a materialistic thing. But if you have a desire for something and it really is coming from a place of of truth and like from like your your gut and not this like fantasy world, you're capable of having it. Mm hmm. You really are, mm-hmm. and we just don't always know every single step to take to get there. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know the steps to take and you just take that first step, so it's rooted in how, how do they connect better to that feeling of of why they want it? How do you like how do you guide them to take that first step? Because most people are afraid or they don't know what to do. So is it 
I would argue that most people actually know the mm. next step. They're just afraid of yeah, it or they're not having the courage to actually take it. Great point. So as a coach, 100%. that's I'm not there as a coach to tell people these are the next five steps for you mm-hmm. to take. I'm there to support them in getting connected with their intuition and getting clear on what their next step is. And maybe I'll share my process of how, you know, that like this is how I've seen people do it. But you've got to be fired up. It's like follow the inspiration. You know, you can it's like people build businesses and become millionaires in a mil literally in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And there's no right or wrong. Like what lights you up mm-hmm. and where are you feeling the energy move in that direction, if for whatever reason it's wrong, you'll get feedback. So it's always constantly, you know, like course correcting. Mm-hmm. An airplane, I think course, like they're in the entire time you're in air, mm-hmm. you're literally course correcting the entire time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's just one straight path. It's con- you're constantly like, oh, okay, hmm, I got that feedback, which is why it's so important for us to listen and be connected mm-hmm. to ourselves. Because when you're just in like do, do, do mode and go, 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 it's like, you get lost mm-hmm. in the noise. Mm-hmm. God, I get so fired up about this stuff. No, this is so it. fun. That's Isn't it so the best? True. This is actually everything. Yeah. So how could someone do that? Do meditation, journaling? Like how do you connect with yourself? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Breathing. Breathing. Yeah. Breathing, meditation, really like really like working with whatever way that you know how to have your own like personal relationship with spirit. Um, I personally have done a lot of that work on pretty intense like retreats. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to disconnect for a couple yeah. of days and go out in the woods and scream and yell and hoot and holler and mm-hmm. sit in meditation and I do this in like a contained environment mm-hmm. with other people, guiding, like someone <laughs> else guiding, guiding. Yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> just don't, you. Yeah, no, no, don't don't do that on your own. But um, yeah. So that so and it's like I think once you've ha- my experience is that once I've had the experiences of tapping into connecting with the divine feminine in that way it's always available for me mm-hmm. sometimes I just have to like does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah so once you've had the experience then it's being disciplined or you know calling the friend or calling the coach or just saying tonight I'm gonna do breath work like mm-hmm. a breath work is a bit I love I don't know if you guys have ever done the pranayamic uh, breath work but it's an active breathing the- meditation <laughs> yeah yeah it's the do you do kundalini yoga? I don't very much, but I yeah. love it. I think that's okay. such an awesome yeah. way. Okay. Yeah, that like gets you out of your head, in yeah. your heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's movement, crazy. dance. Yes, thank God, dance my husband and my son for that. They like rock out in the mornings, they and then sometimes I'm like really, resi- I'm like I, I've got stuff to do, <laughs> oh, and my so my husband's like, um, we need to jam out, and so I just like you know shake it out, and I feel so much better. I love God. exercise, which yeah. you guys know so much. Mm-hmm. Just sweating it out sometimes moves mm-hmm. the energy and gets it out, and I'll also say you know some just like a great cry. Women are so afraid to cry. I know, what I is cried that? I, I do one at least once a month, but mm-hmm. I know it's co- like I almost mm-hmm. know it's coming. Yeah, and the second it's done, I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my! Like literally everything opens up. I love taking right? a nap after a good cry. Mm. It's like, <laughs> 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 it's like the best nap ever. Things just become clear, and I'm like, that. W- that's what was yeah. blocking my creativity. You know, my block with money or relationship or whatever it is, literally could be just. Those emotions. Yeah, so let's actually chunk mm-hmm. this down because it, it is all those, but sometimes like sitting in meditation or s- sitting and journaling can end up being a really mental ac- action mm-hmm. and activity mm-hmm. and 
for me, getting into like your body, which can be done with, it's it's like you have to move that energy up and out. Mm-hmm. You've got to move it, and so releasing, crying. Um, you know, I have done several of like ten- temper tantrums on my bed mm. go in and close the door and I'll like scream into a pillow and sometimes that and then uh, like if I just I'm like ah like a, mm-hmm. like my three year old and then um and then that sometimes I'll just like get the energy going I'll start crying and then I'm like oh thank mm. god I just did that have you ever <laughs> taken the class with TT no I forget what it's like Taryn Toomey or something but it's a workout class they have it at Rama she's like really like low-key popular and in the class you're yelling and you're screaming and you're kind of dancing and doing like really weird like energy releasing motions and activities and it's kind of like that same concept love it yeah it's cool it's cool it's like a bunch of women just like screaming that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's so interesting. It's like I'm so passionate about this stuff and I love it. And yet I'm so clear that like that's not necessarily my calling to go in that dr- Like it's like I'm not meant to necessarily um, lead yoga classes every week yeah. doing that work. I th- It's so important. And I'm doing actually a retreat um, the beginning of June. We're going to take 10 women out to Joshua Tree and, cool. and do this kind of work because I see such a need, w- yeah. need for it with my clients. Mm. And I do a little bit of it in my intensive. So we start off our coaching packages that way. But then I'm like, OK, great. Let's move through it and then let's get into action because what I also it's like sometimes people can get too caught up in like the process Mm. and like stay in it and sometimes Mm. you just got to get a let's like let's do it let's release Mm. it and then let's move forward Mm -hmm. so I really is the balance as a coach to see people in the process and not in doing action yeah I I don't I for whatever reason I don't really attract those oh yeah that's good yeah but uh, but those are the those are the people that I like go to school with. It's like sometimes or at USM, really? right? It's like you just kind of get addicted to being in process and mm. no judgment. Like that's their path. Damn, I I true. like being in the world. Like mm-hmm. I like creating and I like making money and I like doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So my I'm actually the reverse. I have to like slow myself down to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, this was important. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What is what's one thing that one of your teachers, mentors, or guides taught you that you'll that you like use and apply every day. Mm, those are these questions. I'm never good at them. I don't know. Like, what is something that stuck with you that you were like, "Damn, something will come." Probably like everything that I'm telling you guys right now. Yeah, you're like, that I'm like, I true. just said it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I've been here for 45 minutes. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, what's the har- What's the hardest thing about what you do? What's the hardest thing about what I do? Right at the moment, mm-hmm. I'm loving what I'm doing. Love that. I'm mm. loving what I'm doing so much. Mm-hmm. I want to be doing, like, the hardest thing I'm doing is, like, the hardest thing for me is, like, slowing myself down to just be right where I'm at. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to be doing, like, what I'm doing with 100 women at a time, like, on stage. Like, mm. I, it's like I'm so passionate about this mm-hmm. stuff that I want to be 20 steps ahead instead of just being patient with where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's challenging. Yeah. Anything else that's hard. You know, I also, I will say that just kind of building this platform myself, I'm, it, it is challenging just becoming more visible. Mm. And I've never thought of myself as someone that has the kind of like visibility issues, but yeah. It's like saturated put, space. Yeah. It, yes. Do you feel like that? Yeah. I yeah. feel like that. It's it's a hundred. Yeah. I actually kind of feel embarrassed saying that I'm a coach sometimes. Mm. I'm like, I, that's oh. how I feel like being a blogger. I'm a blogger. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I still think bloggers are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. We're hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's, so there's room a lot for of everyone. Noise. Yeah. There's room, and yeah. you're different. Yeah. 
What um what would you tell your 20-year-old self or 20s, early 20s self? Yeah, that's a great question. I would tell my early 20-year-old or my, yeah, mm-hmm. really. Oh, I would just tell her, sweetie, you're going to get everything that you want. I promise you. Love. Can you please just enjoy the journey a little bit more and be kind to yourself. Be kind. Yeah. We're so hard yeah. on ourselves. Yeah. I was so, so hard on myself. True. Yeah. So true. Were you always... Um, a girl's girl? No. Mm. Like now you're that now, really fast. Now, well, yeah. So I, feel the I guess same way, the but now no. you're lifting up women and creating this amazing community that's only growing. I mean, yeah, it's just I I don't know if you were always like that or mm. if there was like a moment or an experience maybe with another woman or with you know like. <laughs> She's not, not what I meant. <laughs> oh yeah, Steve laughing at that one. Remember, you guys were ta- you guys were asking if there was anything to not talk about on here, and I said no. Yeah, no, just kidding. You're like that's it. Yeah, my husband would be so happy to hear that if I said that. <laughs> the coolest like, wife ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, babe. <laughs> you know, I I will say that some of some of the experiences that I've had. I've always had girlfriends, mm-hmm. but I've always been really, com- I always was super competitive mm-hmm. and so driven that I'd kind of like run people over without even knowing it. Mm. And maybe say, I would like say things that that were kind of brash. And honestly, I actually still think that I do sometimes because I just kind of say what I think and I'm pretty strong. I, I think that my... Stephanie's like night making eyes. She's like, yes, <laughs> yes, that still happens. That's my boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, there is an aspect of myself that I'm still hard on myself. So it's mm. like I can still be hard on other people, mm, and so same. that's a continual, that's yeah. you know, work in progress. And I just, it's like the more languaging that I've, that I have, that the more that I can soften. And really come from a place of compassion and love mm-hmm. and know that everybody is doing their best. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean being a pushover, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that you can still, like, you can be compassionate and kind and yet and still be fierce. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the question was, but I feel like that's something that I'm constantly working on. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay, just one a few more questions. What is I could do this all day. I know, me too. I, I love it so much. <laughs> um, so, what advice would you give for like our listeners, twenty year old, twenties to thirties, or around this time, male and female, about money? Like, how could they create more wealth in their life, or how could they remove wealth blocks in their life? So, removing wealth blocks, the first thing, the the first step is is really acknowledging and and kind of becoming aware of what they are. So. Hmm. That's half the battle. Yeah. And so in order to do that, people are like, well, how do I know? Well, sometimes just asking for the awareness and like like saying, I have an intention to get clarity around this. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like we start kind of seeing a pattern or getting feedback. So that's that's one thing. Um, and then the second part, the second question you said, how to make more money. Is yeah. that what you said? Removing blocks so that they can make more money. Yeah, removing blocks is getting clarity on what on what is currently holding them back. And then I am a big. This is one of the things that one of my mentors taught me that. Um, there it's we like, go. Yeah, I knew we knew it oh, come yeah. around. And I've said it. I've said it during this uh, this recording. It's getting clear on what you want and being ap- unapologetic about mm. it. Yeah. Like I love that you will say to anybody. Well, I don't know if it's to anybody, but that you'll just own the fact that you want to be a millionaire. That's not a millionaire. So anyone that's not <laughs> anyone that's like around my my income range. <laughs> What's that about? It's okay. Like I want to like kind of they're millionaires. Right now. Like, they're like yeah. <laughs> they're like I come from a long line of millionaires. 
<laughs> you don't have what it takes. No, I'm just kidding. I'll say it just sometimes when I'm feeling it. I, I love it. When I get paid. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that when we when we are allow ourselves to kind of open up to whatever whatever is kind of in there. I'm coaching someone right now who told me she lives on the East Coast and she told me that in a year and a half she's going to move to Los, Los Angeles and I was like why a year and a half? Like what yeah. what is what, what's that about right yeah. now? She, her business is like booming. I'm like why couldn't you do this in 3 months? So it's just it's like sure really opening up to what's possible mm-hmm. and not putting it off. Yeah. Not putting it off, writing it down, surrounding yourself with people that, that are, um, that are willing to kind of acknowledge your desires and, mm. you know, and support you. And it doesn't necessarily mean like going around and telling everybody what you're going to do, but it's just, it's like getting clear on mm-hmm. what they are and just owning it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's the key is owning it. Yeah, for sure. Because the even if like, even you're even if you're kind of like faking it at first, owning it. Sometimes I have to like fake it to, yeah. when I'm owning it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I am, I am, mm-hmm. I am, I am, I am. Yeah. And I think the more that you repeat it, mm-hmm. and it's just a part of your daily mantra mm-hmm. or your life, and you're telling people, mm-hmm. it just becomes this like. Mm-hmm. Like the universe starts to hold you a little bit, mm-hmm. be- like tighter. Yeah, like, you okay. start to integrate it with inside of yourself, yeah. and then and then opportunities come. And you know, Mike Julie does talk about this. How when we get clear on what we want, it's like the the universe goes out and starts moving this huge fulcrum mm-hmm. in order to support our desires. But it takes a while. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes it ta- it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So for us just to continue staying steady, and that's the hardest thing is like steady. keeping high energy, keeping high mm-hmm. vibration, keeping in action. If we don't see the results right away it's it's easy for us to be like well that wasn't you know worth it or that wasn't a good plan we never know Mm -hmm. when the next day that a client's going to come in or Mm -hmm. an opportunity is going to come in and you know do do you do you guys as followers like are they on instagram like do they have Mm -hmm. a lot of followers and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. or what yeah 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 it's like you know so those are the women that i work with and it's like so if you're like out there, quote unquote, hustling, right, and taking all these like gorgeous pictures and like building this feed, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But what are you like? What's the intention behind uh-huh. that? I asked you guys 100%. that. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Like, is your ego just being fed by literally. by all of these followers? And are you? Oh my god, literally. What is the so it's like yeah so it's like let's get some intentionality around what it is you're up to and then and then if the desire is to take you I mean I don't know where the where the income levels are but you know it's like if you want to go from making three thousand dollars a month to like eight thousand dollars like whatever that jump is it's like start like start getting clear it's like okay spirit I am currently making X amount I am crystal clear that I'm going to start bringing in eight thousand dollars a month right what would you have me do? in order to increase my wealth yeah and all of a sudden i don't know what that next thing is but maybe it's another opportunity maybe they all of a sudden have this idea for a workshop in order to tell other people and how to teach other people how to have a hundred thousand dollars or have a hundred thousand people following them Mm -hmm. i don't know what that next answer is but it will come Mm -hmm. if you're willing to listen Mm mm-hmm I see that all the time with people like people ask me too. they're like, how do I get more followers or how do I get a bigger following? And I'm like, a lot of times I'm like, why? Why do you want that? Like the reason I want it is to help build 100, help build the Almost 30 community. I want to help women feel more confident in being completely themselves Mm -hmm. and doing more, doing more travel, doing more living, whatever. 
So I do have an intention, and I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone else or that people should follow me for that, but it has created somewhat of a following. But for a lot of people, they're like, I'm like, yo, you like work at EY for 70 hours a week. Why do you want followers? I don't even know what that is. What's it's an accounting firm. Oh, Ernst, Ernst Young. Young. Yeah. yeah, got it. Like, why do you want followers? Like, for so many people that are like that, I'm like, why do you want followers? Like, oh, you take amazing pictures, but I also think, too, there's a lot of girls where it's like, I take amazing pictures, but what's next? Okay, well, I, I actually would, would question that, though, because someone at Ernst & Young they may have this desire to get into a creative space. Mm-hmm. They may be secretly wanting to leave their mm-hmm. corporate job, and they they think that they're seeing. But followers shouldn't entice them. You shouldn't want followers. Getting followers shouldn't want, make you leave. You should leave, and then followers should come because you have the intention already, and then people follow that. I would I would debate that. Really? Yeah, because I think that you had, need to be smart about it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe they don't know exactly what it is they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, what if I start kind of a following now mm-hmm. here while I'm at my corporate gig, like getting a steady paycheck? And what if I start a following? What if I kind of feel into what this whole like blogging influencer world is mm-hmm. all about? And let's kind of see where this goes. I, I think it's actually probably really smart to be doing both mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, I mean, definitely because, both at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as much and and just because they don't know exactly, like, hey, I, you know, I want to sell this or be this. Mm-hmm. It's it's a way to express creativity. Yeah, you know, so. I guess what I'm saying, it's like, it's like be be conscious of that, of, mm-hmm. of hey, you know, I'm wanting to check this out. I may be wanting to leave my job. I'm Instead of just saying, oh, I want 100,000 followers, I want 50,000 followers yeah. to, like, boost my ego and make me feel good, which yeah. I do think a lot of women, especially in their young 20s, mm-hmm. are doing these days. Mm-hmm. So there's a fine line there. Um, mm. I'm all about the leap and taking risk and taking turn, but I'm also like, be smart about be it. Be smart. Like, yeah. be smart. I was actually going to write a blog post on that, like, why you shouldn't quit your job. Yeah. Um, cause I did now I have a job and I love doing both. Um, this has been, I know <laughs> this is one for the record. Books. Do we have another hour? I don't know. Uh, We're going to have, this is so good. Everything. I'm so happy. So happy. Where Thank can people connect so. with you? What's next? You have your one-on-one coaching right now too. Yeah. So right now I'm working mm-hmm. with uh, one-on-one clients and uh, I either do one day intensive. So we hold mm-hmm. up in a room for one day and just make a kick-ass make action out. plan. We do. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> My clients amazing. are cute though. But, um, so no, either one day intensive or I do a 90-day mm-hmm. package. Mm-hmm. And then on my website, if someone's interested in a group program, which I'll be launching in Love probably that. 90 days, um, they can sign up to be the first to know. So right now, one-on-one um, coaching, and then I'm doing this retreat in, cool. it's either going to be in Joshua Tree or Ojai, the beginning of June. Mm. And then they can find me at Heidi Stevens, Inc., mm-hmm. and that's both my website and my Instagram handle. And it's S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Correct. Heidi Stevens. I, um, Heidi Stevens, I-N-C. Heidi Stevens, I-N-C dot com. Mm-hmm. And then email is hello at Heidi Stevens, Inc. Yeah. Dot com. Yep. Um, for information about coaching, information about the retreat. And um, I offer free consultation calls. So if cool. someone's interested, they can always email, jump on a perfect. call. Yep. And we can just, yep. we kind of feel into if it's the right fit. and See if there's alignment. Yep. Love that. Obsessed with that. It's amazing. So inspiring. Mm. This was so inspiring yeah, for this me. This is amazing. I love this. Thank you it's so much. It's getting steamy in here. <laughs> Yo, our room I'm gets sweating. Right. I, know. I know. Same. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to smell. <laughs> uh, all right. We love you guys. Thanks so much for love sharing you. this with your friends. Um, following us on Instagram, Almost Already Podcast. We post memes and stuff. <laughs> it's just retarded. It's ratchet. It's real ratchet. And subscribing, rating, reviewing it means so much. Email us your questions. We'll talk to you soon. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.